Welcome back to the Wheels in Motion podcast. In this episode, we will be revisiting a topic that we covered back in February, evaluating your freight forwarder. Special guest Mike Berry from Vantech Hitachi Transport will be joining us again, as well as sales manager Richard Kenny. This time around, we'll be focusing more on the coronavirus pandemic and how it has affected supply chains 45 days in, which I'm assuming most of us never anticipated it would last this long. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Wheels in Motion, Carter Logistics 2020 podcast series. Hello, I'm Rich Kenny, part of the sales management team at Carter Logistics and Carter Express. And today is a follow-up to our first Carter Logistics Vantech Hitachi Transport Systems podcast on evaluating your freight forwarder. That was over a month ago. I'm pleased to be joined again by Mr. Mike Berry. He's the Freight Forwarding Administration Manager at Vantech Hitachi Transport Systems Chicago branch office. A lot has happened since our last podcast as both domestic U.S. and international marketplaces have now been affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. In the news, automotive plants are joining other manufacturers and getting back to the plants and offices as the U.S. economic engine moves forward during this pandemic. And also some stimulus packages are providing some of the funds that will be needed to get the U.S. consumer spending again, the all-importance consumer for our importers and exporters. How has this pandemic affected our global marketplace? Well, today we hope to answer some of the current questions now facing international importers and exporters. So, Mike, I have to ask you, how have you been doing trying to stay safe at your local Chicago branch of Vantech Hitachi Transport? Hi, Rich. First of all, thanks again for having me on. It was a lot of fun sitting down with you last time, and I'm looking forward to diving in again. To answer your question, in our industry, traditionally, as you know, our jobs are physically at the office. Since we're handling cargo, cutting documents on a daily basis, most of our employees are not working from home. However, in mid-March, our management team issued a work from home policy, encouraging as many employees to work from home as possible. I was pretty impressed to see how quickly we were able to pivot and get the majority of our freight forwarding employees up and running from home. We still have some of our employees working at each location and specifically in our warehouses. Although our corporate administration teams have made sure that our policy and our regular safety guidance has been issued in accordance with the CDC and the World Health Organization. We've also provided all employees with protective masks and stocked our offices with cleaning supplies. Lastly, our corporate administration team has been doing a really good job of keeping everyone safe, both in the office and at home. We've been updated with best practices regularly and even tips for keeping up mental health 
and positive attitude. So Mike, during COVID-19, how have the ocean and air freight transit times been affected? And on the air freight side, is the cost as expensive and hard to book as it was early in the COVID-19 period? That is the million dollar question. Yeah, predicting transit times and rates, especially of late, has been like trying to figure out what the stock market's gonna do next. Over the last couple months, it's been a very fluid and a reactionary time for our clients, carriers, and us. We've been keeping up with the situation aggressively. Uh, we're communicating with our global network daily. We're checking the industry news daily. And we've been doing a good job keeping clients at the speed. But regardless of that and those efforts, it's still been very choppy waters. Forgive me for the pun. I specifically remember mid to late February, there was some buzz going around. This is when Chinese factories were reopening and production on that end was starting to resume. We began seeing clients here in the US were able to fill orders again with their suppliers in China. And bookings were starting to return to some levels of normalcy. And then the next punchline hit. U.S. states began issuing stay-at-home orders and U.S. companies began closing their doors. So steamship lines and airlines have really had their head on a swivel as they're going back and forth, trying to keep up with removing and adding capacity. When they see demand sinking, like it was all throughout February, they're removing capacity. This is done by voiding sailings, in other words, removing vessels from regular rotation on the ocean side. And on the air side, we see canceling flights. So we've seen a lot of capacity removed both on the ocean and air side. As a result, ocean rates have risen slightly, but nothing compared to the air freight. When the majority of passenger flights were canceled globally from rotation, the available capacity was severely slashed. So in April, we've seen air freight rates from China, Hong Kong, and Japan coming in at about double to triple their normal amounts. And currently, right now we're seeing, so mid-May to right now, we've been seeing the rates closer to about four to five times the normal amount. This is also due to there's been a push for urgent medical supplies, pharmaceuticals, and other essential goods that are being brought in, and they're trying to get those in fast. But once the COVID is under control, the commodities will likely shift to ocean that have been trying to get pushed in and on all these flights. And at that time, we think the air cargo space and the rate level should alleviate a little bit. So that was kind of a long way of saying, yes, the rates on the air freight side right now are very stretched still and ocean is slightly higher than normal. I was gonna ask you also on the ocean freight side, the spring is traditionally the time when the Asian importers look to 
re-sign contracts, uh, look for new pricing. Is there anything changing now during COVID uh, for that marketplace? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, we've been seeing bookings uh, starting to rise over the last couple of weeks. So with, with U.S. companies now here starting to reopen, um, retailers and brick and mortars, they've kind of been anticipating this over the last couple of weeks. So they've started making bookings probably in late April to mid-May. So, sorry, late April to probably beginning of May. They, they're making bookings with the hopes that shipments would begin arriving late May, early June. So they're going to be on the water for about a month. So they've been anticipating that. And, in, and as a result of that anticipation, the bookings have spiked over the last couple of weeks. And we've been seeing some rolled bookings. So the steamship lines have indicated this week that they're slowly adding some capacity back into rotation. And they expect that space and rates will level out over the next couple of weeks. In addition, Mike, uh, a lot of, I think, importers and exporters are looking at possibly changing suppliers right now based on what's been happening in the global marketplace. How has Vantech Hitachi Transport been able to work on the change of suppliers during the pandemic? And are the overseas offices of the company able to communicate easily with a new supplier once that's been decided? It's a great question, Rich. This is a hot topic right now. A lot of U.S. importers have been looking to diversify their supply chains, mainly away from China. Traditionally, U.S. importers have sourced the majority of their merchandise from China. So now what we're seeing is instead of having 75% of your cargo coming from China, companies are wanting to get down to maybe somewhere around 25% and increase their portfolio by adding a couple lanes, such as Vietnam or India, instead of getting everything from China and relying on that one source. This is something that our overseas offices are able to help us with too. So depending on the new location, our origin office may already have a relationship or some business history with a new supplier that we or our clients looking at. If there's no previous history, our origin office would simply make the introduction and work with a new supplier to go through the standard onboarding. If it's a new lane for our US client, or even if it's not, we would work with our origin office to outline any and all requirements and ensure that everything's in place before we even handle that first booking. Another area of interest, Mike, is supply chain concerns that affect international clients outside of the freight. Uh, some examples would be drayage or changes within customs, new charges. Have you seen any of these issues coming to the fore now that we're into this pandemic period after about 45 days or so? Yeah, that's another good question. This kind of falls in the same realm as the previous question. We've 
been seeing a need for clients to diversify their supply chain, as mentioned, and it was really triggered a couple of years ago when the trade war began between the US and China. And it's intensified with the COVID-19 pandemic. While the pandemic has really affected nearly all global locations, it's good to have a diversified supply chain as we're seeing that you don't wanna be reliant on one location. So for example, with the COVID-19 pandemic, we've been seeing that it's affecting really all lanes, but it's affecting lanes at different times. So let's take Korea. You know, we've already talked about China. Let's take Korea, for example. They were one of the first countries along with China to get hit with COVID-19. And they also recovered as one of the quickest. Therefore, when one of the other countries in the Pacific Rim that we're seeing is getting hit with the effects of COVID and they're still shut down, a supplier in Korea may be able to fill an order while all, the, all these other areas are shut down. So if a client here in the US is diversified enough, they're gonna have several different lanes to choose from and they can reach out to different suppliers at different times. I'd say with the growing importance of this supply chain diversity, it's something that our sales staff have been addressing with clients. We, we've got certain tools and with our global network as well, we can locate suppliers in different countries. This is based on commodity. So if we have an importer that's bringing in, um, let's say mouse traps, we can use these tools and we can figure out where suppliers globally are that are also producing mouse traps. And secondly, we're, we're gonna take into account which of these countries can offer the most favorable options. So certain countries can offer cost benefits as a result of the agreements in place with the US. Some lanes may offer a faster or more, more reliable service. So these are all things that we should be taking into account when working on strengthening the supply chain. Mike, you mentioned that a lot of our own staff is working from home. And I think we probably can assume that our customers are working from home too. Are there some advantages that Vantech Hitachi can offer to some of these customers that are now working from home and may be working from home if their remote office becomes more permanent? So are there easy ways to communicate, get information from Vantech Hitachi Transport about these shipments? Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and working from home, I think, is one of these things that's going to start changing the way that we and our clients do business. So, we do have a number of ways that clients can check on their shipments or they can obtain the needed documents or get in touch with us. So, we've really started to pivot as this work from home has kind of taken us by surprise. So, one thing that we're doing now is we're, we're trying to move to a paperless, not a completely paperless environment, but since we don't have the physical things that we have at the office, like the, the scanner and the printer and the fax machine and all these things, we're working more in an electronic and paperless environment. So we're trying to get all these documents in our system and we're getting them all on our website. 
and we're working on streamlining and automating the way that we do business. And we're trying to set up things in our system where we have the, the right document packs that would go to a client and simply pull in those clients' emails. And I'm really excited kind of just to see the way that this is going to force us to kind of improve. And it's also going to improve things from a client-facing aspect because they're going to have things more readily available that um, probably we weren't doing before or it was more of a manual process before. Whereas we're, we're starting to evolve technologically and we've kind of had to do it with our hand forced, but it, uh, that's the silver lining that we're seeing here with that. Well, that's really great, Mike. A lot of good things to update our audience about today in the area of service, pricing, communications. We talked a little bit as well about the customs process. Uh, could you provide our listeners with your contact information again so they can contact you with any needs for pricing services or your own international expertise? Yeah, absolutely. So our company name is Vantech Hitachi Transport. You can find us on our website. Uh, we're also on LinkedIn and Facebook. My email address is mike.barry, that's B-A-R-R-Y, at hitachi-vht.com. Well, Mike, it sure has been great to have you back as a guest on our Carter Logistics Vantech Hitachi Transport Systems podcast. We look forward to future podcasts with international topics that will help our listeners try to solve their problems and understand this world that they're working in, the global marketplace. Until our next podcast, this is Rich Kenny. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for listening to the Wheels in Motion podcast. If you have an idea for an upcoming podcast, please email us at marketing at carter-express.com.